welcome to the Our Random Points of View podcast, also affectionately known as Orpov to its friends. Your hosts, James and Simon, are ready to go. So without further ado, enjoy this episode of Orpov. Welcome, my Orpovian friends. This week, it's me and him. We were just, before we hit recording this, we were listening to a little bit of Liam Gallagher of Oasis. Better days. Um, yeah, yeah, new song that's come out. And I was saying about how his voice, for me, is just not quite what it used to be, right? Obviously, he's older. But I also said then about Elvis, his voice appeared to get stronger over the years. But a lot of singers now, their voice gets weaker, right? So what other singers can you think of where their voice has improved and I'm curious about if they were like an older style singer or, you know, when I say older style, I mean up to like the 90s, early 2000s, I guess, um, or if they're a modern one. Because I, for me, a lot of today's artists who have been out in the last like 10, 15 years, their voice. Did you see that video clip of Bon Jovi singing live recently? No. Did you not hear it? His voice was incredibly weak. You can Google this. It'll be on YouTube. It was all over the social media. Um, and there were news articles about it. His voice was just the awful. The clickbait. Well, it kind of was and it kind of wasn't because it was a genuine video of him just sounding not very good. And Bon Jovi, for me, has always been one of the greatest singers. You know, he's had he's got that voice which has just really stood out. He could hit those notes. Great singer. And suddenly... Now, I didn't really find out why he sounded like that. I don't think he's officially said anything. Um, maybe he had a cold and he just decided to soldier on or I don't know, maybe maybe his voice is getting worse over time. Soldier on. Soldier on. Yeah. Um, but what other singers? Like, like Michael Jackson, did his voice get better over time? Maka. I mean, Paul McCartney, worse. Yes. Yeah, without a doubt. Elton John. <laughs> yeah. Elton John, worse. Um, uh, who else? Freddie Mercury. I'm going to see Elton John. Just thought I'd chuck that out there. Elton John, yeah. You're, you're, when are you going to see him? 2023. 2023. The last five years after I bought the tickets. <laughs> That's his farewell tour, isn't it? The final farewell tour. <laughs> the tour that never ends. Yeah. Well, exactly. The tour that's, that's always rescheduled. Have you seen a clip of him when he leaves the stage yet? Maybe. Right, I'm not going to ruin it for you. No, just tell me. No, just tell me. I don't, you really want me to? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll watch it anyway, <laughs> Well, of the video I've seen when he finishes up at the end of the gig, he basically gets onto this, like, stair lift kind of thing. Oh, amazing. And it takes him up. Well, it's not a stair lift. It's just a, he stands in it, and it's like a wee cage unit. And then it just takes him up the 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 stage, up the back screen, and then through a door... And then it closes, and it's just obviously a picture of him, right? Um, but everybody's been joking that it's like a stair lift for the old man. <laughs> he gets off his uh, piano chair, and, and he gets up, and he so he's not going to be jumping on the, on the piano anymore. I don't know. I don't. I've not seen him doing it. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> well, um, remember, he did have um, a hip uh, accident last year, so yeah. I mean, he's had it rough, you know, and of course he's had. Uh, is it? I mean, let's be fair. How old is he? Seventy something or other? Is he? Or? I thought he was a hundred and five thousand um, years old. Yeah, well, he's had a life, you know. He's lived, you know. He's had his. Oh, he's certainly lived. Uh, he's had his moments. So I mean, we can't really say too much. Put it this way, right? I reckon I hate to say this, but people no, like him and Paul McCartney and and those older ones are probably still more physically fit than I am. All right, that's not where they're, I thought you were going. They're <laughs> probably more physically capable than I am. Um, yes, because they've got money and they don't exist. They've got money. Well, Paul McCartney's also a vegetarian. You know, he uh, eats very I don't, healthy. I know it. Meat-free Mondays, hiya. Do you do meat-free Mondays? I used to. You used to? I don't do meat-free Mondays. 
Um, I have been a vegetarian at one point in my life, though, when I was 16. But you think during, you know someone. During the whole uh, British beef thing, uh, back in the <laughs> 90s, I uh, woke up one day, my girlfriend and I, and we were like, oh my God, we should just never eat meat again, because oh my God, we might die. So we decided to be vegetarian, and uh, I did it for a year. And then one day, my sister and I were driving past a Burger King, and we just looked at each other, and we went, let's do it, man. You're let's buzzing. Oh, I'm buzzing my mic. Oh, give me a minute here, folks. Technical difficulties. Is that going away now? No, it's still buzzing. Uh, that going go. now? Yeah, yeah, that's it now, yeah. See, that's what happens, you know, random. We're recording it live. We're not editing this out. We're just going to keep going. I um, remember at that time that McDonald's did sausage burgers. Did they? Yeah, man. Beautiful. Don't remember that. Beautiful. Sausage burgers? Yeah, yeah. Don't remember sausage burgers. Well, you go in and you would order your cheeseburger or your Big Mac or whatnot. But, yeah. of course, you know, BSE, so that it's sausage. Like, right. Like pork, innit? Yeah, pork, you know. Yeah. yeah, and a burger. Well, that makes sense. Why not? You know, you can put all kinds of things in a burger, right? Chicken, panda, plants. <laughs> I still think that the McPanda would have been hugely popular and we could have saved pandas Maybe really well. Maybe in China. Yeah, well, all over the world. Well, apparently, I've, I googled this. I always had this idea for a panda burger, and I thought, right, okay, that way we can, well, because I thought we could farm pandas and then turn them into burgers at McDonald's. They'd be hugely popular, and that way we could save pandas, right? But we, then, we could we could save pandas by eating pandas. Well, yes, because... How does would, that work? Because we would need, well, look at cows. And chickens. How many millions or billions of them are there? Because we eat them, right? Yeah, so but thought, we're being told not to eat them because they're burping and yeah, farting. I know, and I know, but they've done that for like, you know, I know, but you know, those, those greenhouse gases, mate. It's, I don't know, but, but my point was, that if, if we did that, it means there would be a market for pandas. So people would then genuinely try to breed them properly, or at least, you know, maybe clone them and grow them and whatever, and, you know, keep them, and and uh, we could farm them and, and make panda burgers. You just and... want to eat a Kung Fu panda. <laughs> but then I got told, I, I googled it, I, I looked it up, somebody said to me, listen, how do you even know what it tastes like? Uh, I don't know, it probably tastes all right. And then they were like, ah, I don't know, you should look it up. So it's, I googled it and apparently it tastes awful. It's, it's, it tastes awful. Apparently it's, it's panda these, meat tastes it's awful. It's these people that turn around and go, oh, I had such and such. Like something like, like guinea pig or something, I think, is the example. Like, oh, I had guinea pig. I've had zebra. And it tasted like chicken. Well, just eat a chicken! <laughs> I had zebra. I don't think it tasted like chicken, but it did taste a little different to any other meat I'd eaten before. But it was nice, you know. Zebra not burger. for the zebra. Not for the zebra, but it was it was nice for me. The zebra's got the correct colours. You leave that alone. <laughs> the zebra was yummy. But yeah, that was my idea for the McPan. Do you know what I would love to see in this country, though, in Scotland? The McHaggis. You know, you can get haggis burgers. You can get haggis sausages. You can get haggis anything. You can get haggis mate. everything, right? Why is there not a McHaggis haggis burger? gumdrops. So many places around the world you haggis go. Haggis gems. They have their own type of burger for that part of the world. And even in America, I think every state pretty much has its own McDonald's burger. Right? The McShoot shoot them up. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But the McHaggis, it also just sounds right. The McHaggis. <laughs> well, because it's Scottish, mate. Yeah, it just works. It's like, are you sure McDonald's didn't start over here? <laughs> Imagine a haggis burger with, like, cheese and bacon or something and whatever Let's else. Let's be honest, that's it. the reason you're not a vegetarian. McHaggis bacon. bacon. Uh, not so much bacon I, I mean I'm okay mm, with bacon but bacon. I don't eat a lot of bacon um, I like but I do like meat 
I do like uh, sausages and burgers and things like that. Tell you what, right? But I have toyed with it. I, I speaking of like McDonald's, right? I I love uh, a bacon double cheeseburger, right? Yes. However, and this is going to be the bombshell because you've not used that word for a while. Dun, bombshell. Dun, dun. When I nearly died the other week. Wait a minute. What now? You know when I wasn't very well when I wasn't eating. Yes. Oh, I remember now. Yes. Yeah, our listeners won't, but this is this is the first bit here. I genuinely thought that the end was nigh. The right? end was nigh. Um, so I couldn't eat and I couldn't drink. Um, I'd like mouth ulcers and, and all that sort of stuff. It was really, really painful. I, after that, or as we tried to get over that, you know, part of the recovery, I went and got a bacon double cheeseburger. I didn't realise I'd ordered the bacon version, but, you know, I had. And yeah. I didn't like the bacon. I don't like Gr- McDonald's granted, bacon. Granted, because it's the streaky bacon, but yeah. generally it doesn't bother me. Yeah. yeah. I just, I couldn't, I had to take it off. So if I'd known that, I could have saved myself 50p. You could have done. You could have done. I don't like McDonald's bacon. I like Burger King bacon. Um, I sometimes like the bacon you can buy in the store. Uh, there's a particular type of bacon, though, you can buy that I prefer, which is a thicker bacon. Is that the Danish? I don't know. No, it's not the Danish. It's like a particular part of the... And it's a thicker cut, you know. I can't remember what they call it. But that's my preferred bacon, I think. I was just trying to work out in my head how we got from talking about Liam's voice (laughs) becoming... Are you saying less strong over the years? It's because we were... Yes, uh, but we were talking about Paul McCartney. And that's what I was going to say. And we got to Paul McCartney and I said meat-free Mondays. You said vegetarian, (laughs) right? Okay. I think we're all caught up now. Well, that's random, man. That's what it's all about. Well, it just shows you that everything's linked to each other. (laughs) Well, uh, Paul McCartney's voice, though, uh, definitely weaker. Michael Jackson... Maybe maybe he should have some bacon. Maybe he... Well, no, I think he's lived as long as he has, partly because he hasn't had any bacon. You know, he's doing okay. But Michael Jackson's voice, um, obviously he was a little boy when he started. So if we base it just from when he was a a teenager um, up to his death, I think it got weaker. When you watch that documentary, This Is It, right? And he's singing. Is he singing live? (laughs) I love that film. I'm talking about Neverland. I love that film, by the way. Was that? This Is It. This is it, yeah, is the documentary, it? yeah, this is no, it. It is, this is it, isn't it? This is it, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I got accused of stealing that, though. Stealing what, the film? Yeah, so I was in um, I was in a record shop in Edinburgh, and I looked at it on the shelf, I picked it up, and I had to look at it to see, do I quite fancy that, are the extras what I, I want, blah, 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 and puts it back on the rack, then carries on around the rest of the store. Mm-hmm. The security guard comes up to me a wee bit later, accusing me of stealing it, um, telling me that, I'd put it there so that I could just lift it and walk out the door. I'm like, sorry, what? So wait a minute. I wish I wish I'd had a bit more about me that day, but <laughs> rather than just being kind of um, taken aback that this had happened, I would be like, right, get the police then. So you got accused of stealing before you actually stole anything. Yeah, because apparently I was I was putting it back there on the rack yeah. for easy access for me walking out the door. But that's stupid. Though. I know, that's you, ludicrous. You should have waited until... Well, you weren't going to do it, obviously. No, clearly. But if you were going to do it, he should have at least waited until you'd done it. Until you'd picked it up? Like, yeah. Like, if if I'd went to the door and picked it up for a second time. Yeah, yeah. Then, then yeah, yeah, it cost me. But I'm not when man. I haven't actually I, done anything wrong. I would have sued. Oh, we did. We got a twenty pound voucher. Oh wow, twenty pounds! <laughs> See, that's it, people. You sue, you make the big bucks. <laughs> that's the here's American a twenty pound. Here's a twenty pound voucher <laughs> to use in our store. Twenty pounds to get us. Yes, yeah, buy something in our store that uh, you know 
Now, it should probably cost us like a pound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, give you a DVD for free, essentially. There you go. Or Blu-ray. It was a Blu-ray. It yeah, was 2012. Yeah, yeah, 2012. I used it. I cashed it in for the 2012 Steelbook. Ah, right. The Steel. Oh, I remember. I've got a couple of Steelbooks in there somewhere. Um, they were always. I don't. I mean, I guess Steelbooks cost more to make, I which ju- is why I, I, I just. I, I bought it because it was. You know, it was it, there. Yeah, exactly. I, I, and I like the film. You yeah, know, what I mean, because yeah. it's Roland Emmerich, isn't it? And he did um, The Day After Tomorrow. So I was like proper into that sort of See, stuff. 2012 and The Day After Tomorrow, I've not seen either of them properly. And I always kind of think they're the same movie. You think you know someone? Well, I'm going to... Are they on... Um, is there somewhere I can watch them over the weekend? My YouTube channel? Yeah, uh, maybe like Netflix or, you know, I don't know, Sky you'd, Cinema. You'd, you'd need to pull up that app that you're always telling me to... Yes. ...to have a look at. Yeah, in case everybody's wondering, it is a. I'm not, I mean, I don't get paid for them to do this, but <laughs> the app is called, and there's a Just website watch. as well. It's called Just Watch. Yeah, well, and, I'll look uh, up day after tomorrow you if you look in, up the other one. You can pop in there and you can type in what you're looking for, and it'll tell you if it's available to stream as part of a streaming service. If it's free on a streaming service, you know, such as uh, uh, ITV Hub or BBC iPlayer or something. Um, it, and it'll also tell you where you can buy it. Right, know, so it says that it's on Disney and on Amazon. What is the day after tomorrow? Day after tomorrow, okay. yeah. It says it's on Disney in 4K. No. I That's know. right up your street. I know, but I don't have Disney anymore. Oh, I'm sorry so. to hear that. Um, and in 2012, it says it's available to stream on Stars and Go. Uh, Stars available through Amazon Prime now as part of its service. Oh, you mean the Stars channel? Yeah. See, that's that. Is that not confusing for people? Yes. Disney Star and that one. Well, yeah. I mean, with Disney Star comes as part of it. Um, I'm not sure about stars though on Amazon Prime. I think it's a separate channel. Yeah, so you get a, you can get a seven day trial to it. Yeah, so I can't watch that one. Well, anyway. you can. You can get a seven day trial. Well, I suppose so, but they want you to do that so you forget and then you pay for yeah, it. Yeah, but you're not going to forget, are you? No, because I set a reminder. What's, what's the, no, no, but you know what? The first thing I do is when I sign up for a trial, look at how I cancel it and get it cancelled. Yeah, yeah. I just got a six-month trial, a, a six-month trial, a <gasps> six-month trial um, to a music streaming website. And um first thing I did was go in and see how do I cancel it. And now it, it comes up and tells me it's going to cancel on X date in October. You're like champion. Nice, yeah. That's one of the reasons I like using iTunes, uh, Apple for you know subscriptions because you can just easily go in there and cancel them, and it will show you the date it's going to cancel down. So if I do get Disney Plus back, which I will at some point, I guess I'll just do it through there. I'll pay my seven ninety nine a month through my Apple account, and then that way I can just manage it that way. Um, but of course, other means of doing this are available. Uh, but um, Michael Jackson's voice, I think it got worse. But some people do say it was actually really good in that This Is It documentary. I, I liked it, yeah. It was all right, but I could never tell if he was singing live or miming. Well, uh, I, I choose to believe he was singing live. I don't know. I think maybe possibly a little bit, but maybe some of it he was like supported by a backing track. Well, I felt that um, changing for different people, that at the Super Bowl this year that they were all miming. Um, who was that? Drake and eh, not no, Drake. Um, Dre, Doctor Dre and Snoop, Snoop and uh, uh, Mary, Fifty Cent in that. Mary J, I think she was there. And uh, the other one, Kendrick I Lamar. I don't know if they were miming. I saw a video on YouTube where somebody had filmed it from the audience, and it sounded awful. Well, I, I I never looked at that. I was just looking at the fact that you know 
Um, the drums weren't mic'd up when Anderson Peak was playing. Um, Dre did this thing about playing on the piano and then... So imagine the music was mine. Stop, uh, stopped and got up before, you know, the piano had finished. Oh. Yeah, but that's still bad darts. Yeah, oh no, I totally agree. But they've done that in TV for in events for years. You know, yeah, but decades. they shouldn't be doing it at an event like that. It's like yeah. that to me is worse than uh, Michael. Uh, Michael Janet Jackson's nipple slip. Well, let's not talk about that. Um, she got cancelled. <laughs> we don't want to get cancelled over or talking about Janet Jackson's nipple. Um, Why did you say it like that? <laughs> I don't her know. Nibble. He's like, hmm, nibble. I watched, there's a brilliant documentary Nepal. actually on Sky documentaries about Janet I've Jackson. I've not watched it. Apart, I um, heard it wasn't very good. No, I watched it. I really, really liked it. Eh, you know, some people like it, some people won't, I guess. But I really thought it was good. And it kind of goes into her whole career and life. And that part obviously is, is uh, told in it. See, I, I didn't fancy her at um, Glastonbury. You know, the other year I thought it was awful myself. But then it's a pretty bizarre lineup: Janet Jackson, then Liam Gallagher, then the Killers. Yeah, I guess. So. It's eclectic. Yeah. I'll give you that. It's a little different. Carrie Underwood and stuff like that. That's as what well. festivals are like, the way. It's some festivals. Yeah. Festivals like that. And then all of them had hits in the last, like, the last songs were all hits. I don't know, James. You, you would need to do that <laughs> research. Or the Killers. Go back to a previous episode. <laughs> the Killers just had an album out. Right, Le- okay. Liam had his second album coming out a few months after. Well, it's probably going to be a hit. He probably just had a hit recently anyway. See, for me, it doesn't matter how recently it was. It just had to be the last one was a hit. So it doesn't matter if it's 10 years a hit, ago, a 20 rip. years ago, or 30 years ago. If it was well, a hit, it's not it was a hit. still popular. Well, it's not a hit, it's not a rip. If it's not a hit, then no. I mean, especially if there's a long line of them. Like if the, you know you went in at number 36, then 39, then 72. and I mean, and then you don't even chart. Like, oh, why? Oh, why are you why? at festivals? Oh, why? Unless it's a specific one like, it is throwback. That's fair enough, right? Um, if they had hits specifically during a period, but then nothing after, or all their other songs were just massive flops. That's fair enough, because it's an 80s throwback, right? Oh, why, 80s oh, hits why, oh, why, oh, why? That's not an 80s throwback, is it? I never said it was. <laughs> but I think that would be okay, you know, or if it was a specific type of tour, like, you know, when some uh, heavy metal bands get together and they go on a tour together uh, around Europe or something? Sonosphere? Uh, I don't know if that's one of them, is it? Yeah, that's what I said. Is it, is it? Right, okay. I don't um, know if it travels, but it certainly does uh, in different places. Well, well I'm thinking about di- more specifically like heavy metal bands who all tour together and they all have a slot on yeah, the tour they, where they perform fear. that night, yeah. you know. Um, Nebworth and all that. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, not necessarily Nebworth, but... Well, it was. Bigger events, yeah, stuff like that. Um, they all get together and perform. Reminds me of um, in America that you've got they had the blue collar comedy tour, which was I think three or four redneck type comedians. You know, Jeff Foxworthy was one of them. I can't remember the names of the other. I used to know Ron White, I think, is one. Um, and then the, the the other one who I quite liked, I can't remember. But they did a similar no, thing. Clearly, didn't like him enough. Where they went out um, and they they no, I would know the name instantly if you if I meant if I saw it or it was brought up somewhere and I was oh yeah, that's the guy. Larry the Cable Guy, that's it. So Ron White, Jeff Foxworthy, Larry the Cable Guy, might have been a fourth guy, but I can't remember that one. But those three were the main ones, and they went on this thing called the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, and it was essentially kind of like that stuff where, you know, you get groups together and go on tour, and they went out and did this big massive comedy tour, and it was very, very popular. You know what's always amazed me? How a comedian can sell out a stadium, like a band, you know? 
Like it's it's amazing. I refuse to go. To what? Is he a comedian at a stadium? Yeah. Why? It's just too big. Well, that's what I was thinking. That's why it's amazing, though, that they can sell out. Like no, that. no, it's amazing for them and well done to them, but yeah. it's just too big. I mean, I've seen Russell Howard and I've seen Michael McIntyre in big rooms, you know, SECC, when that was the, you know, the venue. And, um, you know, it's just far too big. Yeah. So that's why I prefer, like, <laughs> coming back and seeing people in smaller places, you know, Dara O'Brien at the Playhouse and stuff. You, well, I don't know about so much over here, but you know how in America a lot of the big, big comedians like to go and play some of the small uh, comedy places when they're testing material for the big tours? Um, so that would be great. Imagine you were going in and you saw someone like Chris Rock or Jerry Seinfeld or Eddie Murphy or someone. You know, they're about to go on a big, huge tour, but they're just playing around in this wee, you know, comedy club and, and you're there that night and it's like, wow, I'm getting to see this big star with new material... That nobody else has seen or heard yet, except for the people. John in the room. Bishop the other week. Did that happen with John Bishop? Yeah, yeah. We tiny room comedy club. Well, reasonably tiny. It's work in progress. There you go, work in progress. Yeah, when they get to go out and test it out, and but then again, right? There's a difference, I guess, between John Bishop and Eddie Murphy. You're taking it away from me. Why are you taking it away from me? John Bishop was in films I'm as well. Taking it away. Andy was a footballer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that okay the, he was the dad in skins but that's not the point <laughs> on the world stage Ugh. they're very different you I'm know not levels I'm that I never <laughs> but for said you, anything about that for you it was a big moment it was a big event and I understand that and to be fair are in you the calling UK, me racist in the, why would I be calling you racist because he's white and he's black. You're calling me racist. No, no, not at all, not at all. It's your choice of you. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, to be fair, in the UK, he is a big comedian. You know, he has done pretty well. See, he's Jason he's, Manford, right? He's as big as Ant and Decker put together. Pretty Height, much. Height-wise. Height-wise. Um, <laughs> Jason Manford. Know. What happened to him? Oh, he still tours. He's still about. But you remember he got a job working for the supermarkets during COVID. Yeah. And I was like, because well, he had to. Because he's a legend. But is it because he's got no money? I don't know if he's got no Is money. Is it because he was struggling financially and that know. was what he did? I don't know. There was no other reason I, I can think of unless he was just Are being you saying a nice guy. And, but... they, what, and he took a job away from someone who needed it? No, no, I'm just curious about why he did it. Like, has he had a tough period and he's not got any money? Because he used to be really popular and then he just kind of disappeared and, you know, what's so funny about that? It's not a tough period. Is that a tough period? <laughs> what's so funny about that? I'll tell you later. Okay, but... Um, I don't know, because he was everywhere, and then he just kind of disappeared, and then the next I heard, he was working for a supermarket, uh, you know, during COVID. He's, he's a bizarre comedian, because we went to see him in a small room, and... Um, Always a small room. Oh, it has to be. Are you just watching them on the telly in your living room? Is that what you mean? Is, that, is this it? And you're just like, yeah, we went to see them in the living room, but it was a small room. <laughs> I, tell you, I tell you what, if that was the thing, man, <laughs> the amount... I would have seen David Bowie by now. Yeah, a million times. <laughs> um, no, but like I say, we've seen him in a in a reasonably small room, a couple of thousand people, and reasonably small room, couple of thousand. In comparison, people. I thought you were talking like a tiny wee bar or something, or no, a but, couple, like two hundred people. Right, but think about the gigs that these people play. I've seen Kaiser Chiefs in that room as well. Who? Ka- Who what now? Kaiser Chiefs. Oh, Kaiser Chiefs. Right. Okay. Yeah, I've seen them in that room. Yeah, but again, they're not a big massive band anymore, are they? Kaiser Chiefs. I mean, if they were, play- you tell me they're playing to two thousand people, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Not twenty thousand or fifty thousand. I'd say that sounds about right. Why are you giving me that look? This podcast is over. <laughs> I 
Kaiser Chiefs. They're not that big a deal anymore. Listen, back in the day, I loved the Kaiser Chiefs, right? Their songs were great. I had their albums. You're fickle, you. I remember, right? But they're not, hey, no, everybody has their time, right? Even Elvis, at the end of his career, they, you know, he wasn't selling places so would, out. So would that right? not have been, like, you get to see Elvis in a, in a room, like... Two, three thousand people. Would that not be relatively small? Oh yeah, that would, for Elvis that would be very small. Well, that's what I'm saying. Normally he'd be playing to like forty six, fifty thousand people a night. Yeah, no, that's what so, I'm yeah, saying. So yeah, if he was playing a gig to two thousand people, that would be seen well, that, as small. That's kind of the point that but I was saying. When, but again, that's a music event, right? When I'm thinking about comedy, if you're seeing a small room, I'm, in my head I'm picturing like a wee comedy club, um, and and that's like maybe a hundred right. people, a couple right. hundred people. So max. Kevin Bridges played that small room. Yeah. And then a couple of nights later was playing the Hydro, which right. is five times the size. Yeah. So, small room. It's a small room compared there to the we Hydro. Go. There we go. That's, that's but, <clears throat> compared to, when we were talking about comedians who go and test material, I was thinking of a much smaller space. Oh, I know space. you're looking at a much smaller space. <laughs> than but they've got people. to make some money back after COVID. Well, this is it. I know a lot of people are afraid. That's what I was saying about Jason Manford. You, you know, maybe he's now... Um, getting back on board and making good money and I getting back on so. tour and, and, and doing. Well, he's just on like that, that starstruck thing. Okay, well there you go. He's on the telly again. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> did you ever? You, you didn't watch that. I did. Now that you mention it, and you mentioned Jason Manford, did you, you mentioned this before, and I didn't recognise what you no, were talking no, no, about. No, 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 no. I was talking about a a, a rom else. a rom com series with the same name. Oh, I see. Right. No, but the show you're referring to is ITV, where you have these three performers who are. Uh, impersonating a famous singer. Did you ever see the yeah. first one on it? I saw the first one with Freddie Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. They were doing Adam Lambert to Adam Lambert. Well, kind of. <laughs> yeah, they were doing Freddie to Adam Lambert, who was doing Freddie. But, although, no, he was never doing Freddie. He just sang. Like, I don't think Adam Lambert was giving a performance to be Freddie Mercury. I never said he was. I you think did. He just happened to have a voice that was very good and, and could sing those songs well and wasn't a million miles away. Um, but then he was on state. He was there as a judge. I know. I just found that judging these. But then, but then they people. also did Ollie Mars to Ollie Mars. Yeah, did they? Was yeah, not it? not in the same episode. No, Ollie Mars was presenting it, mate. Um. Okay, I don't remember much about it. I only watched the episode, first episode. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I don't remember who was hosting it. You know what I was surprised by? Right, I was watching. I was at my mum's the other week there. And we were watching telly in the evening time. With the later nights, you know, the, the, the lighter nights in the evening, I come home later now, so we were watching some late, some like evening TV. And it was a show being presented by John Barrowman. Like a singing show where celebrities come on and they sing the musicals. star musical. Yeah. Now, I thought... He'd been cancelled! Yes. <laughs> I thought John Barrowman had been cancelled because of stuff that had happened on the set of um, Doctor Who and Doctor Who. the show that he does Torchwood uh, Torchwood yeah um, or possibly I don't know I can't remember but there was stuff about him that I thought meant he got cancelled but suddenly he's on primetime TV presenting a, a musical show so what happened with that whole thing uh, he came to Scotland and he spoke in a Scottish accent that was it well, on all the forgiven. show he, he uh, I don't know he, he's definitely using his American accent. Oh, he does that, yeah. But when he comes, when he to, comes to Scotland, when he, he comes uses to Scotland, Scottish he uses his Scottish accent. Yeah, because he's weird. I don't understand that. Because, like, when I'm in Scotland, I need to speak like I'm a local so that you know where I am it. in that. I don't get right, it. Okay, pal. I don't get it. I can understand, like, if I'm 
uh, around other Scottish people, like <laughs> a bit more Scottish, right? Or sound have a stronger accent. I think. Just, just only go to Glasgow because um, I come back speaking like a Ouija. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. If you go to Glasgow yeah, or somewhere where it's a strong Scottish accent, um, you come back and, and you're like, oh, you're, you know, you're you're really kind of um, talking like it because you're picking it up and you've been around it again and you're kind of thinking. I'll go to the Blue Lagoon. Yeah, whereas most of the time my accent is a little softer because I'm. I guess I'm talking to people who. Well, I want people I've to been accused. Me, you know? I've been accused by people of being English on occasion. I'm like, I'm not surprised. Num, num, num. I'm not surprised. Because, I'll tell you. Oh, here, we tell you here we go. Here we go. You think you know someone. <laughs> We've talked about this before, though, on the podcast, where I picked up on your accent. It doesn't sound all that... You said something about, on a previous episode... I did, yep. ...about your accent, uh-huh. right, and how you talk a particular way. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if you said like it's not really your accent that we're hearing now, or no. I said that I, I, I mean, this is my natural voice that I speak in now. I mean, right, right. before I used to be, you know, little Scottish kid and that, but right, I never yeah. actually liked my Scottish accent. Yeah, but um, I'm not surprised if people think you're not Scottish because there are times even I'm listening to you and I'm like, you're like me. You've got quite a softer Scottish accent. Well, it's very soft. Yeah. So I'm the same, but mine is still... People easily can tell I'm Scottish, right? Um, from the way I... I mean, so many times I'll be talking to people and they'll be like, you're Scottish, yeah? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, they can tell that I'm Scottish. But with you, yours, yours is even softer than mine. And I thought my accent was really soft, but yours is even softer than mine. So Come on, you know. There are times, especially when you do stuff like that. <laughs> Come on, you know. <laughs> so I'm not surprised if people sometimes think you're maybe, you know, from England or something like that, rather than Scotland. I'm not shocked by that. Not that I've thought it myself, because I know you, but I'm not shocked that someone else would listen to your accent and think, is he even Scottish? You know? And I've done that to other people, so I understand, and I'm sorry for, for how much offence that cost. <laughs> but it's true. But accents are a funny thing. You know? uh, yeah, well, I had this, this boy I used to work with um, who um sitting there thinking, what's wrong with your accent? Turns out he was English. I'd known him for about five years and I didn't yeah. even realise. <laughs> it's crazy the way. There's a guy I work with who has an accent um, and a lot of people joke that he's Australian. He's oh, not, yeah. That. You know who I'm talking about. Of course I do. Um, he's not Australian, right, he's South African, but um, you know, he's got that. All right, my lady. A lot of people mistake it for Australian when he talks. I don't know if that's maybe because of the accent itself or if because... Uh, he's lived here so long that maybe there's been a an impact. I just on think it or it's because they've watched Only Fools and Horses, and that's what they do on there. Or neighbours, <laughs> he's watched a lot of neighbours. I don't know. Well, he's watching way. a lot of neighbours. Oh, neighbours! How do you? My, did we talk about? I don't know if we talked about this before. It got, it's getting cancelled, right? You must be heartbroken, man. Oh, mate, you have no idea. <laughs> it's like every every time that we're watching it, right? And it's like, oh, it's been you're like. Oh, it's been cancelled or it's getting cancelled. And yeah. then you see the, the advert pop up for a four-part British drama and you're like, really? <laughs> That's why you're cancelling it? Yep. You and Josh Widdicombe, man. The only two people I know who are <laughs> majorly into Neighbours. But he watches it twice a day, though. Yeah, yeah. He loves it. He, he's got... He, he named he, his book, book after it. After it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> neighbours twice a day. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it's also as well, like, you can see the cast just dwindling. It's like, mm. oh, so-and-so, they're going to America for a holiday, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're not coming back. Yeah. Oh, right, so they've jumped ship before it finishes. Oh, Clever. While they were flying to America, there was a crash. Oh, dear, they're now dead. Oh, no, no, they didn't. Not not in that, that sense. They, I think they would have um, had horrible things uh, sent to them 
through the post if that was the case. Not from me, just I'm not that kind of guy. But just um, if they had uh, done that to Sheila, uh, Sheila Cannon, when she went to America, I think there would have been an outcry. How do you think they're going to end Neighbours? I think Harold is going to come back. <laughs> Again? Because he has been lost at sea for all these years. Wait a minute, and wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. I'm just making it up. All right, okay. Because I remember the time when Where he went missing. And then he came back. And then he came back. And then you're talking sea. about it again. You know, I'm like, what, he did it again? What? Why not? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? No, I, do you know what I think they should do? I think they should get Scott and Charlene to come back to end it. Well, they were talking about that, you know, potentially well, Jason Donovan and Kylie. Jason Donovan's back. daughter's already on the show. Okay, so it makes sense. I think it would be interesting if they just decided to blow it up, you know. <laughs> but they they, they did that at the start Ramsey of the Street. year. Did they? they not not, not Ramsey Street, but they right. blew up the Flamingo Bar okay. in a storm. So it's like that should have just been the natural end for it right there. I don't know. I think blowing up the whole street would actually be a great way to go. But like, do, you, do you know, do you know, yeah, you know. because you know coming back for that. But did you, do you know who was in it recently? Who, Craig McLaughlin? No, I think he got cancelled. Did he get cancelled? Why did he get cancelled? Well, I think like John Barryman stuff, I don't know. Oh, but right, right. Oh, God. I mean, that, that sort of oh, thing. Not, not not the same as John Barryman, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, although he seems to have been forgiven, as you said a wee minute ago. Yeah. But um, Amanda Holden. Amanda Holden. Amanda Holden. In Neighbours. In Neighbours. Why? Because she's Harlow's auntie. Right. Do you know? that makes sense? Well, Harlow's English. Right. And her mum, before her mum was blown up a couple of years ago, was Denise Van Outen. Okay. Right, You wow. know what? It's been a long time I since know. I've watched well, Neighbours. Well, I was sitting watching... I understand now why it's getting cancelled, by the way. <laughs> what, because <laughs> the UK pays for it, well, Channel 5 pays for it, and they wanted to make it a bit more British. Just based on what you're telling me about who's recently been in it, I understand but, why. But you know what, right? I, I was sitting there watching the one where her mum got blown up, and I'm sitting there going... All right, it's a blonde woman driving a car, blah, blah, blah. She's crying, all this, that, next thing, and it's blown up. And then you read that it was Denise Van Outen, and you're like, I've never seen that. Yeah, has she looked totally different? Well, m- maybe it was just because I just wasn't paying attention. I only really remember but, her from Big Breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Babes in the Wood. Babe, not really Babes in the Wood. All right, okay, no, it was a late night STV thing. And funnily enough, actually, speaking of Neighbours and Jason Donovan and all that, her and... Uh, What's his name who did Big, Big, Big Breakfast with her? Johnny... Johnny Vaughan. Johnny Vaughan. They did the version of Especially For You. Oh, did they? Yeah. Eh? There you go. See, it's all linked in there. It all, it all comes full circle, yeah. Their voices, I guess, have got worse over time as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, his haircut has. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we've covered a lot in this one, eh? This is but I was also wanting to get, to get a shout out that Sophie Ellis yeah. Baxter was in there as well. Briefly. Neighbours? Yeah. Yeah, I think she was actually playing Sophie Ellis Baxter. Oh well, of course. Why I mean, not? You would have you know. to, right? You know. Aye. I mean, she turns up. There's. I mean, why would you not have Sophie Ellis Baxter turn up in Neighbours? Well, especially when when Harlow's in London. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, you, it sounds like what you're saying is they tried to mix it up with some more British... A bit like they did with people. Doctor Who the other year there when they tried to make it... I say the other year, it's probably about a decade ago when mm. they tried to mix that in with a bit more American... Bit more Americanized. I mean, it was know. a good series. I liked it, but they they've made a few mistakes with Doctor Who over the yeah. the past decade. You know, I mean, like when they had, um, and it's not it's not her fault. And you know, 
Uh, much love to um, to Jodie Whittaker and all that Whittaker and all that sort of stuff. But the first season that she was in Doctor Who was awful. It was. I it, watched it. Well, it was basically right. Every episode was trying to teach you something, right? But not trying to teach you something in like, "Hi, here's today's lesson." Trying to teach you something in, "You're really awful people." Yeah. So it was like the, it's like Rosa Parks, like a uh, big female icon. Great, I love it. You know, she she did what she did. She's you know refused to move and rightly so. You know, but it's just the way that that they tried to kind of force these things down your throat. Yeah, and it just it didn't work and. The reason that it didn't work was, A, there was this big shift so that you had a, a female Doctor Who, which I don't personally have a problem with. Do you know what I mean? However, that was a big pill for a lot of people to swallow, as referenced by like politicians in the past year or so. Yeah, but for me, right, that was stupid. Yeah, I know, I know. Doctor Who's a character that could literally be anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, rightly yeah. so. Yeah. I mean ne- next week I'd like Doctor Who to be uh, to be the cat. You know, can quantum leap into a baby. Why not? Because that's know. one thing they never did on Quantum Leap. That's right. Yeah. Scott Bakula wanted to be a baby, they never did it. But it, it was still at a time where people were trying to get used to this. You know, the fact that this show had become I don't know. Woke, I guess, is the the phrase that people use. A lot of stuff is becoming woke, man. and and then you know they're trying to get these difficult storylines down your neck as well, and you're like, yeah, save that for series two. Once well, we've got you in the door, don't even do it at all, really. I mean, well, I mean, but if you have to, I think there's a time and a place for everything, and I don't think Doctor Who's the show for it, right? <laughs> I think that yeah, I don't. I think mind. It's a sin is the place for it. I, well, I've not seen that either. I've not seen it either, no, but I, I know, know what it's about. Yeah, but I, I, I think. Um, for me, that it, if you want to bring shows out that have these different, such a change in a character or a direction of a of a, a, a an idea of a show, then just create a new show. You know what I mean? Don't touch the one that's already existing and, and stable, right? Now, Doctor Who, I'm okay with it being a woman, a man, trans, a frog, a frog, whatever you want it to be, because it's Doctor Who. It a can giraffe. be anything, okay? A giraffe, yeah, you can have a giraffe. Why not? It's Doctor Who can be anything so i'm okay with that kind of stuff i wouldn't have been one of those people who was like no oh, you can't have a woman. and i wasn't either yeah know. and you weren't either i was and quite happy fortunately most people would have understood that that's okay but i think with other characters who are established don't mess with it man just you know leave it and let's see about could you imagine if they made jean luck picard well they might still do i'm not having that they might do they might do hit with his sister Eh? his sister oh what this like they did in Discovery. Like I, I know you're not a Star Trek no, fan, right? Trek right? But they did that in Discovery, right? Is that for for all of time, Spock has never had a sister. Mm-hmm. Oh, we get um, Star Trek Discovery. He's now got a sister. Like shut up. But was like, there ever a mention of no sister on a previous one? But there was no episode, a mention of a sister. No, but there would but, have but, to be. But there was mention of a brother. As long as they didn't say he does not have a sister. Oh, that doesn't mean anything in Star Trek. They'll, say, they'll just change well, it. Well, exactly. The world's because that annoys me. Oh, I was watching. You know. I was watching. Come on, um, you know. Spider Man No Way Home. Right? And You're going to need to educate me because I've not seen any of the Spider Man films. So, the spi- well, all you really need to know is. An, you, upside, you know, an upside down kiss. You know, Doctor Strange. Played Doctor by Benedict Strange, Cumberbatch. Do- Doctor in the Strange Love. Movies. Doctor Strange, love Doctor Strange, <laughs> but basically, I am aware. he can he can magic 
things and change everything if he wants to, right? Oh, and I was watching. Do. I was watching. No, I've seen the other Marvel movies, right? And I know of the characters. Is that and what a Marvel movie though? Spider Man. I don't. Well, it's kind of Marvel because it's got Marvel. I mean, it's all kind of one thing now. It's made by a different. Uh, I think it's still made by Sony, Sony. Spider Man, but they've got a deal in place where you can have the Marvel because you've got the crossover, you know, because they're all Marvel characters. Oh, I know. Right? Oh, I know. Um, but it's Sony that does Spider Man, or at least it was. Uh, I think it's is it Disney now that do the Marvel stuff. So uh, well, it was always Disney. Most wasn't of it. it. Uh, Marvel was it for well certainly for quite okay, a while. Okay. Well, certainly, yeah, a long time, I guess. So they do that, and then Spider-Man, I think, is still Sony. But they collaborate so they can all mix together and... And you know, sharing the monies. Yeah, but I don't think... That they need be, to pay Scarlett Johansson. It, it might have been updated now, but I don't think the Spider-Man movies appear on Disney Plus as part of the movies, um, unless they've changed that. But it wasn't in the beginning. But I was watching Spider-Man No Way Home, and I realised to myself, actually, these movies are pissing me off. Because they can change anything at any time. Just like what you were saying there about... Um, Star Trek. Star Trek. They can change anything at any time. And that bugs me. Because what's the point of a storyline and a plot and characters and this, that and the other if it can all just... It reminds me of way back in the day when... Was it was it Dallas or Dynasty, one or the other? <laughs> where they had this whole thing and then the character just woke up from a dream and none of it had happened. And that was how they got rid of it and got out of it and they started fresh. You know, I think what happened was one of the characters got written out and then to bring him back, it was all a dream what had happened in the last, like, four years or something and now they started again. And it was like, what? <laughs> you know? So none of that matters. None of that exists anymore because it was all a dream. And that's kind of what the Marvel movies feel like to me now. And it's it, it feels lazy, you know? It's lazy. Ah, oh, let's just... You know, is it lazy in as much as right that detail is out there away and find it before you write this down, or just yeah. lazy for another reason? Just lazy because it's like oh we've written this whole story da 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 da. Oh, we need to come up with another idea now, guys, because we need to make another two billion dollars at the box office. <laughs> so what are we gonna do? Well, why don't we bring back Iron Man? Yeah, but Iron Man's like dead. No, but what, oh, no spoilers by the well spoilers by the way. <laughs> but wait, I've blown that for some people, maybe. Um, thankfully, we don't have a huge audience, so I don't think it's going to matter. Thankfully, um, I'm disappointed by that. Well, I guess in that term where we don't have a huge audience, so it's a good thing that I've not blown it for many people. But anyway, let's bring back Iron Man. Yeah, but we killed Iron Man. Yeah, but we can change that. Like that annoys me. You know, no, no. You spent all that well, time building us up, taking us on that emotional journey. And we went through it and we felt the pain and the suffering and all that stuff. And now you're just going to be like well, wiping it all? There's been two in Star Trek Picard this season. Yeah. Right? One I'm not going to spoil and the other I'm going to mention, right? But the one I'm not going to spoil is that the reason that they gave for it, all right? Oh, it's in a different, it's in an alternate reality. Yeah. I know. No, it's not. It's annoying, eh? No, it's not an alternate reality. Yeah. You make that very clear. The alternate reality starts three days after where you are presenting it at the minute. Therefore, not an alternate reality. Yep. And right? Orpov isn't in an alternative reality. This week. No, this week. What if we were? What if we are, though? What if there is an alternative reality what, where, where we are massive. still doing this, but we're massive stars in the podcasting world? Like we're huge celebrities. I don't know. I'm going to go home. You know, and think what if we're the ones getting paid a million dollars cry. for Spotify, by Spotify, to be on their platform? What, you each? know? Well, yeah, why not? It's two of us. Each an episode. Each per episode, I don't know. But, you know, just to have us exclusive... Oh, no, I say a million. What am I saying? A million for it? It was a hundred million. 
100 so, million so it would be each per episode then it's maybe pretty much I don't know how many episodes uh, Joe Rogan does in a I don't know how long his contracts were is it 5 years I have no years? idea I know nothing I have no idea of these um, things I don't know how many he does in a week I know when I used to listen to him it was usually about 2 or 3 a week maybe so it's quite a lot of episodes he gets through yeah when you think about it um, yeah because again he doesn't have a normal job and he can just bash these things out well yeah that is whereas you and I have a normal job and we have to like wait for our calendars to align yeah yeah well that's true but if we in some alternative universe or reality whatever you want to call it we might be big huge podcasting stars and we name check people that we don't work with and we <laughs> well that won't make sense to anybody now but hey that's all good um, <laughs> it's random <laughs> it's random but yeah that may be it I wonder what we'd be like you know as the alternative world but then it's kind of like remember we've talked before about how life could have like billions of different possible yeah, routes every, that you go every, down. every decision and everything you do is every a reaction has a reaction right like so so even so, now with the fact that i'm speaking here to giving you this bit yeah there's another version of it where you're not where i'm not and it's you and yeah yeah or i might be just said exactly what you said and you're saying this right now that was my point that yeah that's it um so it's just how boring would that weird. be though what if we were swapped over yeah well for me it would be pretty dull I think. Would it though? I think so. You'd have a kid? Uh, yeah. Hell. Hell on earth, man. Oh, I, I thought the same <laughs> until he arrived. I would still think the same. I would still think the same. I get the whole, oh, well, now that they're there, I love them and blah, blah, blah. I get that, right? But it still wouldn't be right for me. Nah, it wouldn't be right for me, man. I would love him or her, whatever it was. Um, and I would I would uh, not want to, well, I was going to say I wouldn't want to get rid of them, but you never know. Um, but... I would probably embrace it and be like, okay, this has happened. But I'd always think, oh, what would be my life like be with it, without it? Would I be, be would I be happier? Would it be easier? Would it be better? Would I be, you know, happier? I don't know. But I'd always think... You had to ask if we would be happier twice. That's right. That's right. Because I think I'd be miserable if I had a kid. That's why I don't Do want Do I look kids. miserable though? No, but you are happy in the situation that you're in. You, you're happy with your, your marriage. You've got your kid. Um, you're happy with that. That's that works for you, and that's brilliant. But for me, kids just was never something I ever wanted to do. So the idea that it would happen would make me miserable. I wouldn't be happy if you and I were swapped roles. I wouldn't be happy. Well, there you have it, kids. <laughs> Don't have kids, people. That's what well, I'm that's saying. what he's saying. <laughs> but um, yeah, so coming back to and this this kind of goes back to what you're saying about the Marvel stuff and how, oh, yeah. how that either doesn't matter or how. Really? Is that an explanation for it? So what they've done, right? You know how Patrick Stewart is clearly a, a man of English descent? Yes, and, he appears to be. And you're aware of the nationality of Mr. Jean-Luc Picard? I'm assuming French. French, yeah. yes, right? But never spoke with a French accent in the... In, well, I say never. Oddly, oddly spoke very few times with a French accent, right? Because, how is it they describe that? In-universe... You just speak the way like Tom Cruise did in yeah. Valkyrie, right? Yeah, yeah. So what they've done now, right, is they're at Chateau Picard, which you've probably seen me with the T-shirt on a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It's that maroon one, um, whereby you know the it's the the vineyard, right? And they've got flashbacks to when he was with his mum when he was a kid, um, talking about what was going on, and it was oh, um, blah blah blah, we. Um, we Picards went to England uh, just after the war. And you're like, really? 
are you chucking that out there because he's been French for the past 50 years that you've been doing this programme, but oh wait, now apparently he's, you know, of English descent. Or do they not mean they moved to England from France? Just some of them. Yeah, but he was born after it. Yeah. Or young enough that his accent would be English. Apparently. Yeah. But so he, but he, but, he but you show him, but you show him in La Barre, France. Yeah. I just, I've, it's just one of those silly things that I think they're trying to, you know, and just no point. Or maybe he's just like Sean Connery and it doesn't matter what he plays, he just always sounds the same. No, that, that's fine and, and I'm cool with that, but don't try and bring that in as an explanation. I don't know, maybe they got fan feedback. Yeah, that is the fan feedback. And they said, <laughs> that is the fan feedback, people, from Simon here on Orpov, so you better get it. Well, you better not mock up Strange New Worlds, that's all I'm saying. Well, that'll be coming out soon for you, I guess, and you can see what you think. Or it'll be out by this point. Oh, yeah, by the time this has been released, it will be out, I guess, yeah. Anything else? Any other singers <laughs> got worse over the years? <laughs> Patrick Stewart, his voice got worse. Did it? Um... There's so many, man. See, every time we sit down to do an episode about, like, singers or bands or music, we never seem to, like, actually get to the point I think we started or intended to go to when we begin the conversation. Well, I thought that you were actually going to do, like, an Oasis special and actually just, like, sit My, there and go right well, through them. I think sometimes we're a little bit Oasis-heavy and Liam-heavy and Right, Noel so heavy. should we do one and just get it out of the way? No, because I think we've done that before, but I think sometimes we talk about it a lot and it's like, okay... Um, there we go. So it's almost like a drinking game now with Orpov. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you can have a drinking you, game. You say, you say that's like the drinking game. The drinking game is, oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. No, because we don't talk about Elvis a lot. We do. We don't as much as Oasis. We, we do. Nowhere near as much as Oasis. Yeah, because Oasis are still current. He only crops up occasionally. Um, we don't talk about him a lot. It's because mainly, Oasis are still current. It's mainly Liam Nolan. No, they're not. They're not well, still current. Well, he is, though. They're not. Tune, I mean, out, tune out today as we're recording this. No. There's a date for you, kids. I, I don't I don't think they're relevant, the band, and I don't think the two of them individually are relevant anymore. I think there's, Liam's still having hits, Noel's still having hits. They're still out there, right? But when you're talking about So they can play festivals. Yeah, they can play festivals. That's fine. But <laughs> <laughs> when you're talking about relevancy, I mean... I, I don't know, they're both living on the past, aren't they, really? I mean, they're releasing new stuff. Would but you say that they're chasing yesterday? Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Is that a, a song title? It's an album. Well, the yeah, album I believe, title. yeah, yeah, it's an there album. There we go. Yeah. And now that we've promoted that, I think that's a nice place to leave it. But Liam's voice, I think, has definitely got weaker. I, you used to say, when he was young, he had this, like, stunning voice, and I would be like... Yeah, Nightingale. I, well, that's right, yeah, you used to, you know, make a big thing of it, and I was like... I don't know, man, because for me, it was never that big a deal. But since listening to how he is now and then going back and listening to some of his earlier stuff, I think that, uh, you know, yeah, I think before he did have a, a you know, fairly OK voice. You know, I wouldn't say it's one of the greats. I wouldn't say it's definitely one of the most uh, recognisable on the radio, but... I wouldn't fight him. I don't think... Um, I don't know, he's only 5 foot 8, apparently, so... <laughs> what height am I? <laughs> well, we're 5 foot 8, but um, between us... <laughs> no, we're not. We're 5 foot 8 each. We're not Ant and Dick. <laughs> we're not Ant and Dick. Uh, well, imagine we were, though, and had their money, eh? It would be amazing. But then we'd have to be on telly all the time and we'd annoy each other. Because... You, when, when you were talking about Ant and Dick, you missed one. What was that? The Bank of... 
the bank of yeah they're always talking about the bank of Antic. I, I, te- I tell you what though i would subscribe to that for a, a brick for a tenner a month yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know where to put it like but yeah absolutely um but i think we've had a nice wee conversation on this one you know some good stuff random topics again anything else you need to get in there or get out of your system meat is murder meat is murder Nah. Morrissey, his voice. That's a conversation for another episode. <laughs> Smiths, Morrissey, his voice. The Smiths. Uh, I've not heard him singing for a long time, so I don't know what he sounds like now. There's a light that never goes I think out. he's got worse. I never got into the Smiths or Morrissey. Did I did never did really did listened did to much of their stuff. Johnny Marr. Uh, he's the one, like. He's the guitarist, right? A solo singer. And he's a solo singer. I don't know any of his stuff. You love all this kind of stuff. I'm like... I know I love Whatever. all this kind of stuff. You know, it's like, fair enough. If I know it, I know it. If I don't, me. But I just expect people's voices to get worse over time. I know, but not always. Be- not yeah, always. but it's because they're being used so much. I think it's more and of a prob- modern thing. And they're probably not being looked after as well as they should be. I don't. It could be that, but I think it's more of a modern thing because I think when you look back over history of the singers going back to the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, they tended, to, a lot of them tended to get better over time because as they aged, their voices matured, you know? And as it matured, it became strong. Look at Tom Jones, for example, right? There's a guy whose voice today, in, in my opinion, is not far off from where he was when he was younger. I mean, you could argue that it's deteriorated a bit, but to be fair to him, he's, what, in his late 70s, 80s now, something like that? He ain't no Elton John or Paul McCartney. They are struggling on their vocals. Tom Jones is belting them out well, you know? And I think it's because of the type of voice he's got. It's that really rich, powerful, you know, song and a voice. And he obviously uses his vocal cords regularly and keeps it well in in a good place. And, you know, maybe he likes bacon. I don't know. Maybe that's the reason why, what you were going back what to earlier. What stands in front of McCartney eating it. Stands in maybe. <laughs> but if you, if you go back to the 60s and How the 70s... How do I Paul McCartney? <laughs> if you... <laughs> There's <laughs> so many that you could chuck yeah. in there, but um, if if you're talking about the sixties, right? Like as an example, the Beatles they played for half an hour a show. Do you know what I mean? I know, I know, I get what you're saying, but they've also played more shows. Did they though? They did. Well, I I don't know about the Beatles specifically. I mean, I don't know too much about their history of playing shows and what, how many they played over a certain length of time, but. Although their shows might have been shorter, I would have expected that their peak, they probably played more of them. Like, what you I mean hope. is they were, like, night after night after night after night after night for, afternoon. like, two years, three years or something, you know. And afternoon and night. Yeah, and remember, we're not just talking from when they hit the big time. They did this, like, from 1960, I know, I know. you know. In Hamburg. Um, and then, you know. Star Club. Yeah, and then we, uh, the only one I'm, I can really talk about that I know for sure is Elvis, because, as I say, I'm at his thing get another short time, yeah. But he, in his last, what, eight, seven, eight years... When he didn't tour. He pretty much performed constantly during that time. And he was on stage a good hour every night. You know, maybe a bit longer some occasions. Did he, did he, when he did need to cancel it, did he let you know before you'd gotten on the flight to go to Vegas? I don't, I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> Probably people were there already, but it was a different time. I don't think they worried so much about that or cared about that so much. They cared that he got better. They didn't, they didn't care so much that he'd cancelled. It was more like, oh, I hope he's okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. And I get all that, but it's just, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, like recently with singers in Las Vegas. Yeah. Cancelling last minute and people had spent thousands. But then again, remember, things cost a lot more money now than they would have done then. 
and you know, do they actually though? Well, I would expect so. I mean, no, I know but I mean, Elvis... does it actually cost more? No, I mean, like money wise, you look at the numbers; they will well, cost more. Let's see more. if we can find. But it. I mean, like in today's money, let's just base it on what Elvis got paid, right? So, Elvis would normally get paid about a million. Cheeseburger a show. No, <laughs> he, he just got them for free. They were just thrown in, you know. But if we go in for an American inflation calculator, right? Now, this is in, a thing. in 1970, let's say, right, Elvis would in general get paid about a million dollars for four weeks, right? So. Is that when he went, um, No, you're thinking of someone else. <laughs> <laughs> someone who oh, his son in law. A million dollars. Um, so in 2022, that works out to be 7.4 million. 7.4 million dollars for w- one month's work is what Elvis was getting paid at that, that time. All? Now, it sounds small compared to today's figures, I so was, that's my point. I was joking. Everything then was a hell of a lot cheaper, you know. I was so joking. in 1970, let's say, I don't know how much a hotel room would have been in, in one of those Vegas hotels, but what, maybe $100 a night at that time? Ah, no, maybe it must have been much less, say, maybe 50 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks. I mean, if they're what, 500 now? But then again, you're talking the top penthouse suites. Let's talk about the smaller rooms. 300 a night now, so maybe about 60 then. Talk about the smaller rooms, yeah. The Let's ones, say The ones that I might be able to afford to stay in. <laughs> Let's say 50. So 370. I mean, you'll be in the penthouse with all your sponsorship deals. But yeah. You know. So $50, so about three. Oh, I'm assuming it's... $50 still sounds like a lot over a room back then. Just a basic room. Like 20 but in bucks. Vegas, but Vegas has just been built, so... I know, but it's, it wasn't like massively popular the way it is now, you know? It was people like Elvis that were bringing in the people and starting to make it big, because that was the whole point. of That's why the, the big stars started playing there. I mean, the only person who really played there before Elvis, you had the Rat Pack, right, but they always played there. Um, and then Barbara uh, Streisand, she Streisand. she opened the hotel that Elvis played at um, right after her. And the only reason she opened it is because the Colonel, Elvis's manager, didn't want Elvis to have any technical issues. And he thought if Barbara Streisand performs first and there's any technical problems, they'll iron them out before Elvis comes along. And that's exactly what happened. She had a few issues. Elvis came along. It was all perfect because... Smart thinking. Let's not make Elvis the first guy because he's going to have the technical issues. Let's make it someone else. And then, you know, that was it. So they are the people, and then over the years, other people, but they're the main forces that kind of made Vegas what it is today and allowed for people like Adele to be able to play there and make it a big deal. Who who said anything about Adele? So let's say 20 bucks, right, for a room. So about $148. um, What, in today's money? In today's money. Even at fifty bucks, that's coming in at three hundred and seventy dollars. Um, no, but what I was trying to say to you, rooms would have been more, I reckon. But what I was trying to say to you, is it actually more money, or is it just the fact that you know that's what it's worth now? I think it's more money. I think it's more money. We've just calculated Elvis was getting paid seven point four million dollars for four weeks' work. What is Dell's deal worth? Probably don't know, like don't hundreds know. of millions don't of care. dollars. Probably hundreds of millions of dollars for nowhere near the amount of work. He was on stage, I think, six, at least six days a week. Or maybe it was even seven. And for two, one of those nights he was on twice. No, he was on twice every day. There was like an afternoon, early evening show and then a midnight show. 
And I think one day of the week, maybe a Sunday or something, or a Saturday, he did like a, a third show as well. So in a week, he would probably do like 15 shows, right, over a week. Which, 15 shows in a week. Of the same set list. Not always, he would mix it up. It generally was, though. Of course, from, because from that's, the recordings that that's what everybody did, right? And still yeah, do. I know, and then, and then... But still, you're talking about... because they're getting bored of the set. Yeah, but you're talking about people going out now and, and singing longer. Elvis did 15 shows a week. So even at an hour a time, that's 15 hours a week. And what was his hourly rate? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but some of those shows went over an hour, like an hour and a half, two hours. It just depends on... Was it on above minimum wage? Uh, I would imagine it's very much above the minimum wage. <laughs> but I don't think it's to do with the fact that they, you know, play like an hour and a half or two hours now, because most people still don't. Only the big, big stars do, like, you know, the, the long-established stars, because they've got the songs to do it. Right. So who your are you newer, referring to that does newer they? acts who have been out in the last, like who in the last five years has enough material to fill a two or three hour gig? I can't think of anyone off the top of my exactly. head. Exactly. But but even in the but, last ten but, years. But that's not because there isn't anyone. It's just because you put me on the spot. Even in the last ten years, I can't think of anyone who's got that much material. That they can go out and do it. I mean, even Oasis, they could probably, right? Because they've they got did. the material and they did. But even then, that's throwing in songs that aren't the hits. You're throwing in random stuff as well. Yeah, but if you look at their last tour, right? Pull up, pull up, uh, setlist.fm. It's funny right. how just a moment ago we were talking about oh, it was a bit of Oasis heavy, and here we are again talking about it. Yeah, I know, but it was you that brought it in, so it's fine. It wasn't me. But yeah, bring up setlist.fm and go for like Oasis 2009. All right. Setlist. Wait a minute. Setlist. Setlist.fm. There we go. Right. So these are majority of these are massive, Oasis. massive tunes, right? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oasis. And to find him first. So what am I looking for here? 2009, so uh, V Festival, Murrayfield, anything like that. Goodness. How do I find just the artist? I don't know, has it not come up at the side? Artists. Oasis, here we go. Oasis. Um, Oasis. Yeah, here we go. Right, so Oasis. And then you've got... Uh, can't be right. What can't be oh, right? Oh, at Oasis. So that can't be... I can't find just the band Oasis. When I click on Oasis, that looks like it's the band. Oh, here we go. Artist Oasis. There we go. This is, goes up to 2000. No, wait a minute. That's 96. That's 2005. What's the story, Morning Glory? Uh, Jules Holland, Manchester, 2005. I can't find just the band Oasis. If I just put an artist, dash, Oasis. That'll find it, right? I hit it. Oh, here we go. Right. Uh, this includes... Um, did you find it? No, this includes artists who are cover artists as well. Like Broasis. <laughs> Broasis. Definitely Oasis. There's a band. Right, you've sent me a link. Let me click on the link. Never click on the link. Does it tell you on this page how long the gig was? No, but... I can look that up for you shortly, but the point... Well, here we go. So what's that? 16 songs and then the encore of three songs, okay? So that's, what, 19 songs altogether. Probably about, what, three to four minutes average? So maybe about an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and a half if you throw in... It's an hour and 40, but that's not cool there. Um, what, 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 
Well, 20 songs It's an hour and 40 minutes. It's an hour and 40 minutes. Okay, so I wasn't far off. So you're sitting there talking three hours. I never said anything about three hours. I said two to three hours. I said Oasis could probably do it, and you said they did, and then you told me to look this up. Right. Where are... No, I told you (laughs) to look... No, I told you to look this up because of the, oh, you have to chuck in just random stuff. And the point that I was trying to get to there... Is that no, that was my point, right? So I said, I said, who? I said, Oasis probably could do it, but that would be not just the hits; that would be throwing in random right. stuff as and well. This is why I've got you to look this up. And you said, up. no, that would be they could do it without even. And then you said, look this up. Well, yeah. this is the hits, but this is my point. This is only coming in at an hour and forty. Right. But so they could, could hit two or three hours, yeah. but they'd have to throw in other random stuff, well, besides there's, there's, and there's, album tracks. Yeah, but there's singles there that they didn't play. They didn't play where on here. No, but I mean, like, to fill three hours, they'd have had to throw in a lot of B-sides and album tracks. Not necessarily. Well, no. They're an hour and 20 minutes away. I know. That's but, a lot of content. But not, not that much. But where I was trying to go That's is... like another gig almost. <laughs> right, but I, I'm not picking up on that point. The point that I was picking up on was that they didn't just chuck in a lot of random stuff here. This is, like, the big, big monster tunes that they've got in. No, I know, but I, I agreed with you on that. I said that. What you I said didn't. was to fill three hours... They would have to throw in random tracks and B-sides and no, album stuff. I don't think they would, like. That is mostly hits and it's an hour and 40 minutes. You could easily get at least another half I hour I think what we need singles. to do, off the podcast, find all the hits, right, by the charts, all the hits, Ugh. and calculate the times, add them together, Ugh. and then we'll see how long a show with all the hits would yeah, be. Yeah, but then they don't, they don't play well, them the only. same way. Well, exactly. That's my point. So that's why we averaged about three, four minutes a track. Because some would have been five minutes, some would have been maybe two and a half. No, but I mean, like when they played them live, it's not that the same way as on the record. Forty minutes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I got the point. I gave you the figure. Yes, you did. Oh, uh, anyway, is this enough? <laughs> it, it must be. It must be by now. It has to be done. It has to be done. Oh, that's over an hour. There you go, by the way. Oh, back to the good old days. Back to the good old days of complete random nonsense for an hour. Complete Um, random nonsense for an hour (laughs) that we've had to uh, chuck in all the (laughs) album tracks to get to. Pretty much, pretty much. But thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, We appreciate your support and your constant... uh, That's a bizarre view on your TV, man. Those fish do not look happy. On On my telly, what he's referencing is I have a... It's not a screensaver, it's a video on YouTube, but it's playing like scenes and things like that, just for background stuff. And right now it's fish who are all just swimming towards the surface, I guess, but at different angles. And it's like there's, there's so many of them there, right? How, how <laughs> right? How in, what's that, 28 years' time is there going to be more plastic than the amount of fish that are there? Fish never look happy the way. <laughs> have you ever seen a happy fish and I don't mean a cartoon fish I mean in real life have you ever seen a happy fish I've seen a happy they've cat they've got a resting fish face <laughs> like, that's what we should call like it my cat has a resting cat face but yeah, yeah. Have you never, I've never seen a happy cat that's a good because they can't they smile yeah. but I swear my cat smiles then again it really, I've seen a happy dog I know I've seen a happy dog yeah, it was um, doctored, mate. That was a... <laughs> no, I mean, like, they give it off with their tail. You know, they wag. And oh, yeah, them, cat does that's that them as well. They're happy. Cats do that um, as well. So how would a fish show that it's happy? By not floating to the surface. <laughs> as long as I'm swimming in the sea, I'm happy. Just leave me alone. Cat. You know? Cat! <laughs> but you're right, they all look... I've never seen a happy fish. <laughs> where, where, how would you see a happy fish? You know? <laughs>
Are, do fish have a three-second memory? You know, they kept saying, like, fish have a three-second memory, and that's why they don't remember. Like, they, that's how they say, like, you know, anglers, it's not really suffering for a fish. Are you confused? Do you have a three-second memory? Yes. <laughs> and on that, bombshell, do you have a three-second memory? No. Do you have a three-second memory? Yes. <laughs> I think he does, without a doubt, without a doubt, a three-second memory. <laughs> uh, but we're done with this one then. Have we, have, we, have we put our listeners through enough hell this week? Probably. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to Ricardo Montalban. You know who you are. Okay, okay. And on that bombshell. I mean, the bombshell. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orpov. To catch up on previous episodes, head over to anchor.fm slash Orpov or check your favorite podcast app directory. To contact the show with ideas that you would like to hear the guys talk about, send an email to orpovpod at gmail.com or visit anchor.fm slash orpov and click on message. You can follow the show on Twitter at orpovpod. And if you haven't done so already, remember to hit that subscribe button so that all future episodes of Orpov arrive safely on your device and you never miss a random point of view. 